Welcome to another podcast from the Royal College of Psychiatrists. My name is Raj Pasord, and I'm a consultant psychiatrist based at the Beth and Royal and Maudsley Hospitals in South London. Today we're talking to Amy Iverson, who is some co-authors at King's College London, where she's a clinical lecturer at the Department of Psychological Medicine, have published a fascinating paper entitled The Influence of Childhood Adversity on Health Amongst Male UK Military Personnel. And this is published in the December edition of the British Journal of Psychiatry 2007. First of all, Amy, let's start with the background um, in the sense of why did you want to conduct this study in the first place? Well, there were two main reasons. I mean, and the first was that there's a wealth of literature from the general population, including lots of prospective studies, which have shown that children who experience adversity and difficult childhoods for a variety of reasons go on to be at more risk of mental health problems during their adult life. And we know specifically from the civilian literature that if you have traumatic events in your childhood, such as, for example, being physically abused by a parent or a caregiver, that you're much more likely to develop post-traumatic stress disorder in adult life after experiencing a traumatic event. So we wanted to know if we'd find the same in a military group who often uh, are exposed to trauma, of course, when they're in a combat situation, as it seemed like this is an important thing to understand. And the second reason is that we know anecdotally, at least, from talking to military personnel, that a proportion of them certainly had a pretty tough time when they were growing up. And now they may have had parents who were drinking excessively or fighting, or they may have spent time in local authority care. And... We wanted to have some sense of that to formally sort of look at that, really, for the first time in a UK military sample. How did you conduct the study? Well, this is a cross-sectional study, and the results are based on responses that military people made when they answered a big postal questionnaire. And for this study, we achieved a 61% response rate, uh, and in total, around 10,000 people returned questionnaires. So it's a big study. And this particular bit uh, of the study that looks at pre-enlistment adversity is part of a much larger ongoing military cohort study at King's, which examines the health of serving personnel in in a variety of different areas. Now, for this study, which looked at child adversity, we just looked at regular forces and not reserve soldiers, and we excluded women. And so that means for this data set, we were looking at around 8,000 people. So what sort of questions did you ask them? Well, there were 16 factors that we looked at in all when we look at uh, pre-enlistment adversity, and participants were invited to answer them yes or no with the STEM when I was growing up. And we looked in two main areas. The first was the sort of quality of the family environment and the relationships within the family. So that's things like whether you feel you came from a close family, whether you felt valued and were listened to, whether your family did things together. And the second was rather different. It was to look for markers of behavioural disturbance in childhood, externalising behaviours. So we asked about things like having trouble at school, being in trouble with the police, playing truant uh, and fighting and so on. What were your findings? We have three main findings. The first is that we have confirmed that pre-enlistment adversity and difficult uh, uh, childhood is associated with a variety of negative health outcomes. It's associated with getting post-traumatic stress disorder, but also with drinking heavily, reporting a history of self-harm, reporting that your health is not as good as it could be, that's your physical health, and general psychological distress. The second finding is that the more pre-enlistment adversity you have, 
the more chance you have of having psychological problems. So there's a dose uh, response here. And lastly, we found that these types of vulnerabilities seem to be more common in the younger recruits and those who are in the army, as opposed to the Royal Navy or Air Force, and those who hold a non-officer rank, and also those who haven't got so far in school. From my reading of the paper, there seem to be particular aspects of childhood adversity that seem to be most potent in causing later difficulties. One of the factors that we found to be particularly important was the family relationships factor in predicting mental health problems later. Could you say a bit more about what you mean by family relationships? What kind of family relationships are predicting future problems? The family relationships factor was a combination of a variety of the factors that we looked at, for example, uh, uh, coming from a family where uh, there had been uh, physical uh, violence, uh, coming from a family where you didn't feel valued or listened to, and so on. You made a comment in the paper that there seemed to be very high rates of childhood adversity amongst the personnel, yet you didn't really have a comparison group, so I was surprised that you made that comment. Well, all we can say at this point is that these adversities do seem to be common uh, in the military population. And um, to give you some idea, we've got more than a quarter of this military sample with six or more childhood adversity factors. And we've got more than three quarters of the sample with two or more. Now, whether this is more than in an aged-matched general population sample, we can't yet say because we've not examined the prevalence of these vulnerabilities in the general population, uh, but we hope to do so in the future. Uh, but certainly on the basis of these results, these seem to be uh, relatively common vulnerabilities in this group. Why do you think there's a link between childhood adversity and later difficulties? Well, this association with negative health outcomes is not new and has been demonstrated in the United States military and in other large studies in the general population, as I've said. And I think it can be understood in in a few different ways, really. The first is that if you experience significant trauma in childhood, uh, such as, for example, witnessing serious fighting between your parents, then you're more likely to develop PTSD as an adult. And that's partly because of the nature of PTSD and our understanding of the way that PTSD uh, develops, for example, our our CBT model of PTSD, would indicate that a new trauma is likely to reactivate some of the negative appraisals of the world that you may have generated in earlier life. And I guess it also makes sense from a biological standpoint, because we know that the development and tuning of the stress circuitry of the brain happens in childhood, and severe stress at these crucial times may influence the set point, if you like, of the hypothalamic pituitary axis uh, in a way which predisposes you to having problems later. And I guess another way of looking at it is that if you grew up in a tough and harsh home environment, you might find it harder to cope with the stresses and demands uh, placed on you when you're exposed to a highly traumatic event. And you might be more likely to break down or decompensate, or you might find it just harder to regulate your feelings in an extreme situation. We also know that people who experience childhood adversity are more likely to take risks as adults and they're more likely to seek out roles within a given profession which bring a sense of risk or uncertainty. And this may explain why such individuals perhaps are more likely to be exposed to combat. Indeed, we find in our studies a strong association between childhood adversity 
exposure to traumatic events and indeed risk-taking more generally. So this is also a partial explanation uh, about why those with childhood adversity may have higher rates of PTSD. They're simply more likely to see trauma. Well, could you say a bit more about why it is uh, that, that there's a link with a tendency to seek out uh, traumatic experiences or, or find oneself in a situation where you're more likely to experience trauma? Why are these people more likely to take risks as a result of child, early childhood adversity? Well, I think it's difficult to say based on, on this research, and so I, I don't think this would be drawing on this particular research paper, but you could hypothesise that perhaps... Uh, sensation-seeking or risk-taking could develop as a pattern in childhood, as a way of dealing with or acting out distress that an individual feels as a result of things that are happening around them. And of course, it's no surprise that that pattern of behaviour then gets carried through into adolescence and into young adulthood. I suppose the other thing to point out that is that the other type of factors that we examined here were externalising behaviours, which in of themselves are a marker of behavioural difficulties in childhood. And we know that one of the behavioural difficulties which children and adolescents may have uh, is a propensity to get themselves involved in high-risk, uh, risk-taking, sensation-seeking activities, which may get them in difficulty and trouble. So it's no surprise we find that association, really. What would you say are the key implications of this study? Well, I think it's very important to be clear that we are not in any way suggesting that this information could or indeed should be used in any way to screen out people who are likely to become unwell in a military setting. Uh, for one thing, the uh, measures would not be accurate enough to do that. And anyway, I think more importantly, what this research Uh, doesn't show is of course the flip side of the coin and that's to say all of the people who had a tough time growing up who have benefited tremendously from the strong sense of identity career structure and social support which the military undoubtedly provides Uh, what we hope instead is that by highlighting the importance of these early experiences for later health that those who provide health care for military personnel now, both whilst they are still serving and after they've left, may be more likely to ask the right questions and inquire in these areas, and that by doing that, they can come to a better understanding of their patients' difficulties. And hopefully, this may help in planning the right treatment approach. So we think these are important things to know. Are there future studies, uh, research in the pipeline, that follows on from this work that you've been doing? There are two things we'd like to do. The first is that this is a cross-sectional study, and so these are associations. And we're just about to start the second wave of the cohort study, uh, which will allow us to examine how these factors predict uh, uh, health trajectories over time. I think that will be really important. The second thing we'd very much like to do is to try and collect Uh, data on the prevalence of these adversities in the general population. And we're going to do that by adding in some of our questions to a general population cohort study who've got men uh, uh, and indeed women of, of the same sorts of ages as the people in our cohort. And in that way, we will be able to make the direct age max comparisons that we need to make to work out, uh, you know, just how common these prevalences are. Isn't it the case that the background context of this study was partly the the remarkable finding from the same group that um, soldiers exposed to traumatic uh, combat situations had surprisingly low rates of 
psychological distress. And so that led to a question of how come that was. And what you've now come up with is a kind of two-hit model, which is that it's, it's not just a necessity of having uh, tremendous stress in, in adult life. It's having had the previous hit in childhood that explains why some people go down with psychological problems in, 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 when exposed to trauma, while so many others don't. I mean, that's right. Matthew Hotoff's study in The Lancet last year showed that rates of psychological distress, and particularly PTSD, are really very low in this sample, between uh, 3 and 6%, depending on you know, wh- wh- sort of what branch of the military you were in. Uh, but it's still important to understand what the risks are for that minority that get unwell. And uh, you know, one of the things that we're doing at the moment is, is taking this pre-enlistment vulnerability and putting it into a full model to try and understand you know, which of the various factors which we know influence PTSD are the most important. And that's work that's ongoing in our unit at the moment. This may not be a question that, that uh, you, f- you feel able to answer, but I would argue that this two-hit model has been around for a time, quite a while now, actually, but we don't seem to be making as much progress in understanding what the link is between the two hits. What is it about the first hit that makes people more vulnerable to the second hit? We are aware of the two-hit model, but there hasn't been that much progress in, in eliciting the sort of psychopathophysiology of the mechanism of what's going on. I think that's true. I mean, I think one of the things that severely limits uh, that type of crucial approach to the problem is that in order to do that type of research, you need large prospective studies that follow people through uh, uh, from early childhood into the adult situation where they may experience trauma. I think that's the problem with PTSD is that a lot of the research begins when people have a traumatic event. Uh, But of course, uh, it needs to to take that kind of approach. The the data collection needs to uh, start much, much earlier than that. Uh, Of course, PTSD is rare, so it doesn't lend itself particularly well to that type of approach. Uh, Large prospective cohort studies, the incidence would be very low, but it's certainly an important approach. Amy Iverson, thank you very much indeed. Thank you.